cliffcentral.com. <coughs> yeah. Coronavirus. Wow. Woo. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry, Chantal. You. That's your welcome to the show this morning. You get a wow. big sneeze from me. How are you? Yeah, what a welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, congratulations on your third cookbook. I can't believe it's three already. I, 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 I'm uh, blown away. I remember the first one, All Sorts of Salads. That's right. And then the second one came out, and I saw that one. And now, now we're on to our third one. So All Sorts of One Dish Wonders help us all to become a little bit better in the kitchen, right? Correct. So I have to admit, I'm a really messy cook. And that's kind of why I wrote the book. It was really for myself, <laughs> just to find ways of actually minimizing the chaos in my kitchen. Okay. Because after I've cooked, it looks like zombies are running through yes. or rats <laughs> well, or whatever you want I to name it. I don't know if that's true. I've been in your house. You've prepared a beautiful meal for me once. I can vouch for the fact that actually you are... You should be a TV chef because everything seems to be so organized around you. There's never any greasy countertop or messy pot that's been left somewhere. I've seen you doing this, and I think you're giving yourself a bad rap here. Uh, no, but I think you haven't opened the cupboards or looked in the other cupboards. Everything's hiding in there. But, Chantel, that's true for all of us. All right, so my kitchen at the moment, I've got to go down after the show this morning and clean it up because over the weekend I just couldn't face – you know, doing the the big deep clean that I need to do in there. But using one dish to do a meal is actually quite sensible. I mean, many cultures do this anyway. They use one pot and everybody kind of helps themselves from that pot. And you can do the veggies and you can do the meat and you can do everything in there. So what kinds of dishes do you make in a, in a, in a one dish sort of selection? So I think traditionally when you think of one dish cooking or one pot cooking, you kind of think of winter food because you're thinking of casseroles and stews. Mm. If you think of a poiki, I mean, that, that's a classic um, dish right. that you cook in one, in one pot. But I'm trying to put a completely different spin on things. So I take everything from breakfasts all the way through to desserts. So it doesn't mean that it has to be a casserole. So you can actually make pizzas. I mean, I have one of my favorite vegetarian dishes is a mushroom with truffle mayonnaise dish. And it's actually a wrap Ooh. that you put in a pan and you, you crisp, it, crisp it up and you put all your other ingredients on it. And there, voila, you've got yourself a sort of deluxe looking pizza. So pizza, um, a pizza qualifies. Does an omelet qualify as a one dish? Wonder? Definitely. If you think of frittatas and things uh -huh. like that, that's, that's great. Also, when you think of breakfasts, you can serve a whole bunch of people actually by cooking a whole lot of eggs in one, in one dish. And you can actually do, I actually do a, an, like an English breakfast all in one. I've got the sausage in there, the tomatoes in there. Mm -hmm. Um, only thing I didn't put in was the baked beans because not everybody likes baked beans, so that could be on the side. They're not my favorite. But you're cooking everything in one in one pan, so it shows that it can be done. Now, I totally buy the idea that this is something um, that, that only dirties one dish, which all of us could do well from. But you, your previous book, the second one, was all sorts of healthy dishes. Correct. And, and there you took a very Mediterranean approach to things. What's been the inspiration from the world of travel, which – I know you, you've participated in for years and, and something that you know a lot about. In terms of One Dish Wonders, have you been taking this from all over the world or is it something that you've just gone into your kitchen and experimented with? How did you, how did you come up with the ideas? 
for me, I think the whole concept of the Mediterranean diet is very important. So everything that I do, I try and keep that Mediterranean diet concept in mind because I really believe that that's a strong, the best way of eating. It's the healthiest way of eating. It's not a diet. So I try to incorporate those kinds of, um, that kind of thinking into the recipes. So there are slight changes. You'll get a little bit of an Asian influence coming in. There's a salmon with a pawpaw marinade that looks a little Asian. But generally, it's the whole idea of um, trying to keep healthy and following a Mediterranean-style diet. These books are also beautiful. You've got pictures of all the, the different dishes. How many in this book? This book's about 76, 78 recipes, and every single wow. recipe has a photograph. Because I'm also a very visual person, mm. and if you give me a recipe with no picture, there's no ways I'm going to make it, because I don't know how you want me to put it together. And then I, and then when you look at it at the end, you must be able to go, yeah, that, that sort of resembles. Yeah, that's kind of, kind of like what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> you go, got you. How, how did they do that? But um, one of the myths, I just want to say, one of the myths of um, food photography is that you think that it's all fake. But I must tell you that in all my recipe books that I've done now, we used to eat everything that we cooked. Hmm. So there's no, there's no fake stuff hidden in there. It's all genuine, real ingredients. So, so you don't have one of those food, you don't have one of those food stylists who's, who's spray painting the stuff or putting like a uh, paint on it or whatever else. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe a little squirt of olive oil or a squirt of water but every everything got eaten so you don't want anything weird in there now you've you've launched this book in the middle of lockdown it's going to be slightly different from a launch point of view how are you doing things differently as as compared to the way that you launched your previous books well what happened was i i was a bit unfortunate i had my media launch ready i had a really nice launch planned and then the virus arrived mm. and kind of put paid to, to everything. So the book is available as a download at the moment. So if you are at home and you want to get your hands on it, because it's perfect for this time of, for our lockdown period, sure. you can download it, but it is available at the online shops, but they're not, obviously it's not an essential item, although I think it is, but, um, <laughs> so you'll have to just wait until lockdown is finished before you can actually get a hard copy, but it is available as an ebook. Well, download it for now and then go and buy it later. And, and exactly. it's also, it's beautiful so you can display it in your kitchen and people will think you're sophisticated, not like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also perfect really during this time to experiment, to find your balance on things and also to still keep healthy. Hmm. Exactly. I find um, what I'm doing even is it's a great time now to experiment, you know, experiment with new dishes that you've always wanted to make. The shops generally have still got all the ingredients we need, so ingredients aren't a big issue. Um, I know some places in the world, I was chatting to family last night, and they were saying, oh, we can't get all the ingredients that we normally get. But I think in South Africa, from that perspective, we've been really lucky, and the, yeah. the essential services people are really helping us with that. But, I mean, it's, it's fun to experiment. What about baking bread? You know, we've got all yeah. the time in the world. You know, there's nothing better than that smell of bread in your home, and you're spending so much time in it. Let's let's enjoy those aromas and create. In fact, taste. I remember an estate agent saying to me that whenever she shows people around the house, if they, if someone has made bread in that house, people are likelier to buy it than almost anything mm-hmm. else. But there's something else that you're doing here for us. You're doing all the imagining because a lot of people are also tired. 
they're, they're tired of trying to come up with ideas. They look around at their family during lockdown and they're sick of them. And they're thinking, I really need something. I need something to do for these people. I need to give them something to eat that's slightly different. Many of us are just, you know, we're just tired of trying to, to come up with, with interesting and, and novel ideas. So your book will help. In fact, all three of your books will help during this time. Exactly. And they're, because they've got a healthy bias, I think that's something that we need to all be aware of during lockdown. Yes. Is, you know, Easter's over. So those Easter eggs here, that's the end of the Easter eggs. <sighs> <laughs> So I, I think it's not yet. <laughs> it's important to keep the um, keep healthy during this um, during the lockdown period and watch what we're eating and be careful about what we're eating. Yes, and, yes. We, we can't afford to get fat during lockdown and, and roll out of our houses. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There are lots of memes around going around about you know you're keeping your clothes in the closet because they shrink. <laughs> I think we're all suffering from that a little bit. I have to admit, I am too. But um, oh. yeah, watching your portion control, right. um, sure you're eating lots of fruit and veg is very important as well. Well, Chantal, are there any definite comfort foods that you could recommend at this stage, or are you are you going to tell us on on the uh, reverse side of that what we should avoid? Because we can take all this advice and, and put it into our next meal based not only on your book, but your advice now. So go ahead. Tell us what we should avoid. Tell us what we should uh, try to stick to. You already mentioned okay, fruit so, and veg. <laughs> so what I try and do is I don't buy anything that's tempting. So because I can hear the chocolate in the cupboard calling. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like this little voice. And then until I've consumed it, the voice doesn't stop. Right. So if you don't have that voice in your house, you can't eat it. So for me, that's important. Is like when you go shopping or you're buying online, be careful about what you buy so that you don't buy all those bad, bad things that can tempt you along the way. And then I think also when you when you are making meals for yourself or just or for the family, it's important to to have a balance of food. So it's, you've got to have like a quarter portion of protein, a quarter portion of, of starch, and half of it should be your fruit and veg. Okay. And I think that way you get a much healthier, balanced meal. And and also not three big meals. It's quite easy now to try and eat three big meals a day. Just remember, so they say eat like a um, breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Um, okay. And that's kind of the way of, of we should be eating. All right. That's useful advice. Mm. Thank you very much. Chantel's new book is called All Sorts of One Dish Wonders, and you can get the online version now, but you'll soon be able to buy it in stores once the lockdown is over. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Uh, I'm sorry that we couldn't do your launch uh, in person. But, of course, this is a, a next best bet for people who are trapped at home. And for all we know, it's, it's going to be exactly the inspiration people need to be able to make some interesting meals for them themselves and their families. Thanks, Gareth. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Chantel. Nice to see you. Likewise. Ciao.